Welcome to the Put Yourself First podcast. Inspiring conversations with badass women, empowering you to make time for your personal goals and put yourself first. Hi everyone, welcome back to Put Yourself First. Today I'm with Abby and Laura. Say hello ladies. Hi! Hi! And today we're going to have a chat about body confidence, um, diet culture, lots of deep shit really. And you guys are launching something really cool. So yeah, do you want to kick off, if someone's listening and they don't follow you already, can you share a bit more about both your sort of career journeys and how you came to meet and collaborate? Absolutely. Do you want to go first? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll start off. Um, so my name's Abby Russell, and I'm known as uh, Curvy Living online. Um, and um, basically, I so I went and trained in musical theatre after leaving school, um, and that's where I also met my best friend uh, Tally Rye, who's also known in the in the fitness industry. <laughs> um, and uh, whilst I was there, I entered a competition with Curvy Kate um, called Star in a Bra, and I ended up coming third. And that was my first kind of taste of modelling and I thought oh okay this is something I can maybe do on the side whilst I'm auditioning um, in theatre and things like that so when I graduated um, I gave that industry a go for a little while but I just didn't I just find that I just didn't enjoy it anymore so I put a lot of my energy into modelling got a portfolio going um, and yeah just kind of started building my modelling career from there and then from then I built up my Instagram, so I just do a lot of fashion blogging right now and work as kind of like an influencer with a lot of brands, um, as well as modelling on um, Lorraine, where you might have seen me on, <laughs> on TV. Um, and then, yeah, and then throughout all of that, um, I always promote the message of body confidence, self-love, um, because I, I'm kind of a rare gem where <laughs> I have been confident my whole life. Unicorn. Yeah, that's why Lauren, Laura, Laura calls me a unicorn. <laughs> um, yeah, so I find that, that not many women have that story that they've been confident their whole life. So I thought um, this was something to share and also to share that it's possible mm. to live a life, you know, being a bit curvier. It's like, why just, is it so rare? Isn't yeah, it? why is it so rare? And I think that's what I realised. I was like, oh, this isn't right. Like, you know, um, and also I'm just lucky to have had a good relationship with food. So, you know, I've had no issues around food. My relationship's always been good. Um, so, yeah, I just, I've never found another woman that's had that. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I just want to make sure that the generation growing up can maybe have that experience as well because it just gives you such a happier life. Um, you get so much more out of life. Um, and, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. So. <laughs> and then uh, Laura and I met through Tally, really. Yes. Um, but about a year ago now, so not yeah, long. a year ago, yeah, not even long. But we're like, we talk to each other every day, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, we just clicked as soon as we met, and um, now yeah. I'm stuck with her. <laughs> <laughs> that's so sweet. So yeah, Laura, what's up? Laura, what about you? It's really funny because as she was talking about it, I was thinking, my growing up difference was the exact opposite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's why. Um, that's why we've kind of teamed up and obviously we'll explain a little bit later about what we're doing because um, my kind of first reaction to when Abby talks about being confident is why isn't it like that you know it's the norm to be 
unconfident and not like who you are yeah. and and that was my experience growing up so to give you a bit of context as to what I do now um which is I run a organization called feeling well um and I'll just spell it because it can be a bit tricky so it's my surname which is p-h-e-l-a-n and then just well w-e-l-l and that's online and social media and when I was a teenager I developed anorexia so I very much had the opposite experience with food and my body image and um, unfortunately, you know, found myself in my kind of uh, mid-teenage years really, really unwell um, and yeah, it, it obviously took me a lot to come out of that and I had a lot of support and a lot of therapy and um, basically in my recovery journey, I guess, you know, firstly want to say obviously I'm very, very lucky to be where I am now. Um, eating disorders are very serious and probably keep that for another podcast. But I was very, very lucky. And, you know, I got to where I am now. And I think it's so, so common for women to have disordered relationships with food still and body image issues. And it's on the rise. And, it, you know, it doesn't even always come in the form of eating disorders. But most people tend to have um, somewhere along the way a struggle with food or body mm. image, which, again, is, is kind of why what we're doing now is so important. So um, kind of I went to university and upon graduating, I was going traveling. And just before I went, I signed up um, to be a volunteer with BEAT, um, which lots of people listening may know. It's the UK's leading eating disorder charity. And while I was away, uh, you know, it sounds so typical, Gapia, <laughs> I had my little epiphany um, when I was in a golf buggy in Peru. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I am so, I don't think I realised how far I'd come from that teenage girl who was sick and unconfident and you know at one point just didn't even know if if I was going to be okay and I had that moment where I was like god like I need to share this and I really want to give back and if I can do it like anyone can mm. um so when I got home I started doing a lot more work with Beat and I've been with them nearly for four years now and I'm now an ambassador um, and that was kind of the start of me thinking about how I can actually give back in my kind of work and vocation. Um, so I started off really randomly as a um, boxing coach, but that was because uh, boxing really, really helped me um, when I was recovering. And obviously, when I was much more down the line where exercise was um, a kind of, I had a healthy relationship with it, but it really helped me. So I started doing kind of boxing classes for mental health. Um, I did a lot with Mind, um, the charity, with that as well. And then I started my training as an eating disorder specialist whilst I was also mentoring in schools. So I've always kind of been in the help profession, I guess, working one-to-one -one with people, young people, adults, and set up Feeling Well, I think it's about three years ago now. And it's about three years ago since I started my um, eating disorder specialist training. So since then... Um, I've built kind of a client base, so I work one-to-one -one with people in Harley Street, which is great, and that's where lots of people can find me if you are struggling with um, your relationship with food and body image. I also do Skype sessions, um, and I do lots of kind of public speaking and events um, from kind of a panels um, and things in the social media world, but also in schools, parliament and conferences to, I guess, get the message out on both sides of things, which, again, we now will go into later. Yeah. So kind of come full circle, in a nutshell, um, and I'm now using my personal experience as well as my kind of um, professional training to, to help guide people to a better place with food and their bodies. That's amazing, and it sounds like you two complement each other really well. Like you say, you've yeah. had completely different stories. 
Um, so we always say that we're kind of like the representation of literally the inside out. Yes. Um, when it comes Mind to... Mind and body. Yeah. Um, so that's why with what we're going to do, it's I think we bring a real well-rounded... Yeah, completely um, different. Yeah. But matches really well. Exactly, and I, yeah. I always think about... In terms of if I'd known Abby, like back when I was a teenager, I probably would have drove her mad with my um, unhealthy habits. But it would have been really good for me to have someone like that in my life. So I think that's why it's so important now that we can share that message for other women that are struggling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. I, I, I sometimes wish I followed some of the women I follow now when I was a teenager as well. Because it just makes such a huge difference on those days where you're having a really shitty body image day. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, love what you guys are doing. So tell us yeah. about what's next then. So beyond body confidence, what is yes. it? Tell us about it. We are so excited. So hopefully when you guys are listening, this is actually all gonna be up and running on Instagram. On Instagram so yeah. please give us a follow. Yeah, follow Beyond Body Confidence. Um so we'll obviously have both have kind of an input here, but me and Abby have kind of always, so we did an event basically last year, yeah. or, well it was probably this year, but it was February, and it was um, called Embrace, and it was um, screening a film which is really famous called Embrace, all about challenging the state of women's bodies, diet culture. Yeah, it's like a documentary style. Yes, and I think since then, and kind of getting to know each other more, we've both got such a passion for, you know, the idea that body confidence just, it's just not it's not really about what you look like Mm -hmm. because it's about and I think Abby is kind of the epitome of this like your self-worth and how you think about yourself yeah I think it goes back to when I was a bit younger because um I was like quite a chubby kid at school and everything and I wasn't one of the popular kids at all and actually I think I had a bit of kind of like social anxiety at school but my self-worth and my inner confidence was so strong Mm -hmm. that I could you know walk to school with my head held high wearing my own style of uniform (laughs) and things even though I was quite nervous to talk to people it was that inner confidence and um the value the value I gave myself that kept me really strong and confident so it wasn't really anything to do with what I looked like it Mm -hmm. was how I felt about myself yeah and I think we you know we always say that we it's not that we don't want women to love how they look and embrace how they look. Yeah, we totally do. But it's, as Abby puts it, it's the end chapter. It's the end chapter of, of if you had, like, a book of your, your journey. Yeah, um, body confidence, Body confidence is the last part because you need to go beyond that, which yeah. is why we like, Literally. we like to call it beyond body confidence because you need to, you have to go beyond it to finally have that body confidence absolutely there's, there's just so much more that you need to and I think the better you feel about yourself as a person the more you respect things like your body the way that you look the less you um time you spend kind of tearing how you look down you know I always think for me coming from you know recovering from an eating disorder and working with people now it's about being able to look in the mirror and say, oh, you know what, don't look don't look that great today, a bit tired, got a few spots. But being able to say, but that doesn't have any impact on who I am. And that yeah. doesn't have any impact on my self-worth or my value as a person. Mm-hmm. And it's all good and well saying, you know, we want everyone to be body confident and love themselves and love how they look. But if they don't have what Abby had growing up, mm-hmm. that's not long lasting. And you know, my experience is a real testimony to that. Yeah. Because I definitely don't think I had that same experience yeah. kind of at school and things. Maybe outwardly I was confident, but inside I didn't mm-hmm. kind of value myself that much, mm-hmm. which meant that, you know, I went on to develop something, um, you know, quite severe. So yeah. it really is the inside out. Yeah. I quite I remember saying to myself, because um, obviously we, we all have things about our body that 
yeah. we, we were insecure about and I have those as well and then I remember thinking like oh well I had a thing about my nose at one point when I was at school and I remember thinking oh well if I changed my nose though I wouldn't look like Abby Russell and Abby Russell's awesome <laughs> <laughs> so, I love yeah. that and again like that think that you know these days it's like yeah it's all they think about is changing the bodies you know there's a exactly, statistic yeah. that young people are more concerned about what they look like and worried about getting fat than mm. their parents getting cancer like that is the reality yeah, of really the sad. of the next generation that we're living in and like yeah. we really want to change that I mean I've worked in schools for years and every time I go back it's not that it's getting worse but it's like more ripe yeah if that makes sense and from a younger age as well Absolutely. Oh yeah. Like, I remember when I was six, all I all I cared about was like playing with my friends and eating as much yeah. chocolate as I could like stuff in my mouth. Oh. <laughs> I was not concerned about and weight that's or so anything. Normal. Like that's so normal yeah. and that's so healthy. Um and unfortunately a lot of that has been lost. And a lot of it comes also from kind of um parents and family members who have been affected themselves. Yeah. By you know, oh, completely. it's it's not passed out, but you know, everything, a lot of things are learnt behaviours. Yeah. And um, when I'm working with people, I guess sometimes it's about helping them understand that it's not about a blame game. It's about understanding that we're all a product of society and yeah. we're all a product of the changing culture and times. So if we can educate and like empower and help people understand this of yeah. all ages, you know, that's a domino effect. Yeah. It's yeah. going to help everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So on a practical level then what what can beyond body confidence support people with oh (laughs) well it's it's really interesting because I think when we were first starting out we kind of just saw it as not like a one-off event but something which would be you know maybe a few events here and there and getting our message out there but I think the more and more planning we've done and we've you know it's been a few good few months now few months we've been all together getting our branding sorted but you know I've actually got a big planning sheet in my room of all the kind of areas we want to target yeah so many different areas and um ideas we've got and we're just like wow we actually want to do a lot with this and I think it, it can go from the social media level and the community kind of like getting out there but also hopefully into schools and into you know workplaces and collaborating with different companies to actually talk to them about these issues Mm -hmm. from mental health to body image to being a confident woman yeah um and just kind of being able to understand that everything is much more than skin deep yeah so we've got so many plans for it um and I guess really we want to be educating all different ages in all different kind of experiences and walks of life Mm -hmm. to to just have a better chance I guess of getting through life with a better sense of Mm self-worth and I think we'll be drawing on different experts you know not just oh yeah not just because different topics because we know that we need to learn uh, you know about certain things of certain areas so we want to make sure we have people that know their shit to come in and talk with us to then help other people as well. So that would probably be people in the fitness industry, other people Mm -hmm. in the mental health industry, in the modeling industry. So we're hoping to just bring kind of aspects of lots of things together because, again, the story of our bodies and relationship with food is pretty much across kind of the spectrum of every industry right now. So we feel like it's a really relevant time to bring this message in. Mm -hmm. Exciting. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited. Um... So we've we've kind of mentioned, and I feel like this term is getting thrown around more these days, diet culture. 
Mm, so yeah. I feel like if you're not in the immersed in the body confidence or body positivity world, then you might yeah. not know what diet culture means. And I imagine a lot of women and possibly men listening to this are in diet culture and are like absolutely into it. Well, we're all in it. Yeah, we're just rebelling. Yeah. <laughs> so, what does it like? What does it mean in modern times, and why do we need to move away from it? Um, well, well, definitely for me in the past year, I've learned so much about it, yeah. and I'm just so just passionate about talking about it now. Yeah. Um, but basically, it's um the diet industry, which has been around pretty much forever. It's oh, because I right, I recently watched a yeah. documentary called "The Men Who Made Us Thin," and I really recommend you go check that out. If you just Google it, it'll come up where you can watch it. But it's four parts, and um, that really gives you a full breakdown of where it started. And then, because actually, it didn't start anywhere in the fitness industry. It sure. started with basically just about weight loss. Yeah. Um, and then it, it actually shows you when the fitness industry thought, oh, we can maybe join in on that. So it was really yeah. interesting. But um, yeah, so. Well, diet culture, it's its everything from um, your Slimming World groups, your Weight Watchers. It, it's companies that uh, sell us these, um, you know, the skinny teas yeah. and the, the lollipops. But I also think what I'm really noticing at the moment, and I think this is what makes me most angry, is passive diet culture, yeah. which I see in, diet, in um, health professionals a lot of the time. And this is mm. what really scares me. And I think it's that idea of you know that weight loss is very very scarcely the answer to anything because again Mm. you're working outside in and you know it's it's going from actually not looking at someone's relationship with food at all and just looking at what they're eating exactly so it's it's god it's everywhere you know we see quotes on instagram it's it's, it's everywhere it's it's when you walk outside it's plastered across the bus that drives conversations that you're having with people what diet are you on oh you've lost weight that's so good yeah you know we're always celebrating this idea of weight loss and being smaller yeah i recently seen a tweet from someone and she said um it's interesting i had i had um undiagnosed cancer for two years and during those two years I really dramatically lost weight and that was the the most compliments I'd ever got from yeah. people saying oh my god you know you're th- oh my god you lost weight you're thin oh my god you're amazing and she was like but I had yeah. cancer because we've always been told this narrative yeah. that slimmer is better thinner is better um and you know there's always just this ideal and this striving to need to be smaller Mm-hmm. Um, and I see it in my clinic every single day and in conversations with friends and people that I meet so it mm-hmm. really is everywhere and it takes a lot of educating and we can definitely listen resources and books um, yeah. maybe at the end to, yeah. to help and actually get yourself thinking about this mm-hmm. and, and how much it's impacted yeah. you and diets don't work oh that's the thing and this is the biggest right, thing and right that, like evidentially do not work like evidence and even that documentary I mentioned before they the first ever diet research they done um it obviously proved that um it didn't work and it made people really mentally ill yeah um that was proven like way back when it started and yet it was ignored yeah and it's still happening i mean what is it 200 billion that the diet industry is worth worth, yeah and there is a reason because if it worked surely it would be working by now yeah we'd all you know a horrible horrible statistic that i've come across in my training and research is actually that 50 percent of people who embark on a diet are more vulnerable to developing an eating disorder so Mm. the evidence is there but yet there's money still being pumped into it all the time and um the guy that started that was like the ceo of weight watchers or something he said well that's the the brilliance of the weight um thing 
is because um, people fail, they blame themselves, yeah. and then they come back. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and that's exactly what happens. That's horrific. And then, I mean, and then we can mention that recently Weight Watchers um, rebranded to, oh. to WWE, <laughs> which I, I don't know if that still stands for. I, I also, who, about, who are these wellness experts that they've even got on but there? Yeah. This is the problem. And then they renamed, obviously, the weigh-ins to wellness workshops, Jesus. but they still get weighed. <laughs> so they're basically now trying to mask diet culture with the wellness industry, yeah. which again is a further problem yeah, because exactly. there is often a lot of crossover and actually yeah. wellness, which can be a really positive, great thing, is being infiltrated with all these messages. Exactly, yeah. It's a perfect example of diet culture and diet companies jumping on trends as well. Exactly, oh my yeah. God, like, yeah. because people do start to see through it. Yeah, because I think that the, the talk of um, wellness and everything is becoming more global, which is good but then companies have obviously realized that and thought oh, okay we need to maybe rebrand from the the old the olden days when we just talked about oh, yeah so. they're like just trying to seem more modern but actually yeah. it's just a mask yeah 100% I remember when I was younger it was all about the lifestyle change <laughs> it's not yeah. a diet it's a lifestyle change yeah. and that you know never includes your mental health I mean no. do you know what I mean that they completely disregard the fact of how it might make someone feel yeah so yeah yeah for me for me diet culture as well is the small like subtleties like, like you say people the complimenting you if you've yeah. seen like you've lost weight or yeah. oh my god we've all done it you yeah know? that's the thing we're, we're not we're not all angels here yeah, like we're learning but, too exactly but it's not that um we don't blame people that do that Absolutely we've not. done it ourselves we don't, we're also not if anyone's listening and they're with waitress, oh my god, like please don't think. Oh yeah, we're not. We're that not. We're making it. You're a bad person. That you're a bad person if you go to some road. God, just, I was in diet industry for like my whole life yeah, when I was a teenager. Exactly, and it's not. We're made to feel like we have to do that. Absolutely. Um, but we just want to like shake people's head and go, "It's you don't have to do it. Yeah, you don't have to do it." And like, just sit back and ask yourself, like, what has honestly improved in your life? Yeah. From being part of these groups and these communities. And it's just it just makes me sad that people just have that restriction to food like because we have to eat every day oh my god so that's like an everyday it's as natural thing. as brushing your teeth and you don't lessen how many times you brush in your teeth if you brush them more than that the day before yeah so why do you do it with food and it's just like you're thinking about it every day and it just takes up so much time and, yeah and you're, and you're oh i was like it's all i thought about yeah from like the age of 14 to maybe even 18 19 yeah it was a complete obsession and it yeah. was exhausting like I don't even know how I got through school I know and it's just sad because it's like we're not meant to live life like that no you know absolutely not yeah. yeah and then with diet culture comes um like fat phobia as well which I really opened my eyes to recently yeah um and it's just it's just sad because <laughs> um it's the whole thing of um that like Laura said um what is fat phobia maybe for people listening though um yeah so uh, basically um well I, I don't know it's the fear of being fat fear of it's being the fat, fear of yeah. fat which yeah when I had an eating disorder I'm not gonna lie that was my yeah. biggest fear and yeah. for me to be able to come out of that to be where I am now and actually sit back and go oh my god how could that have been the worst thing I thought I could be mm-hmm. I could be evil an a-hole yeah <laughs> like a bad person yeah like there are so many because I was taught to think that being in a larger body was a bad, bad thing. thing and it's not at all and being no. fat isn't bad and for me fat is not a bad word no. and, um I think we need to take that back as being a uh negative thing absolutely um 
and for me widening my well obviously I work in the plus size industry as a model but I'm I'm I realize I'm way on the smaller side of it but I follow a lot of amazing plus size women on Instagram and I'm like I'm not thinking that you're fat I'm just thinking oh my god I love this woman she's so funny she's lovely she's smart intelligent um you know that's what that's what I think and with more and more research coming out now like health at every size and everything like that absolutely um it's proven that it's bullshit that we we yeah. need to lose weight to be healthy. And that author, for health at every size, Linda Bacon, yeah. she's also brought out a book for anyone interested called Body Respect, yeah, which I think is, is a little bit more, I haven't read that yet either, mm-hmm. but it's meant to be um, a really good, um, easy way to digest everything we're talking about. Yeah. So that's probably a really good good thing good for people to read. To, yeah. to read. Amazing. That'll be in the show notes. <laughs> Yeah, I, I completely agree with everything you're saying, and I keep wanting to jump in, but I'm not oh going to interrupt you. Interrupt her. Yeah, going back to what you were saying before about beyond body confidence, I think yeah. our bodies change so much, and our bodies are so oh, like, transient yeah. throughout our life that we can't hold. We can't hold so much so much of our happiness over like a weight on the scales or 100%. a certain dress size because like, it's my, such a restrictive way to live I know and my body has changed so much in the past five years because yeah. I've obviously gone from being a young woman to like a mid-twenties woman so exactly. you know I've That's- developed I've you know my metabolism might have slowed down whatever else exactly and um, I think just embracing that change and also 100%. embracing like a bit of extra fat if it comes, it's not. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Just protecting our person. organs, guys. <laughs> exactly. Like, really, that's why we have it. Like, not to look pretty, just yeah. saying. Yeah. Uh, and a recent post I actually did on my Instagram was yeah, you talking, about, really well. talking about my weight gain. So, um, basically, at drama school, um, I was so active, and that was probably like the slimmest I. I was because I was dancing like dance classes every day conditioning classes every week I didn't have a car so I walked everywhere so I really like it's just you know just the part of life just a part of life that I you know lost a bit of weight and just because I was so active um and then obviously coming away from drama school I didn't have those dance classes every day um and then I met my boyfriend and I moved down to the Isle of Wight to live with him and so I didn't have my usual like classes that I was going to or whatever and anyway like I just end up gaining a bit of weight over the kind of past two years um so I'd gone up like one or two dress sizes it didn't like it was not like that dramatic that people would notice um but I did notice myself with kind of my clothes and my wardrobe weren't fit to me anymore and I did have that moment where I was like oh maybe I should like Mm. start going to the gym more so even I had that thought of like oh I need maybe I should like lose some weight again but I thought why am I thinking that my life has changed. Like I, you know, I'm living a completely different life than I was at drama school. Flexible. Yeah, and um, life changes, and my body's going to change with it, and that's so normal and so, so okay. Normal. But we never talk about that. Yeah, we have this thing, you know, post mummy kind of getting back to that. Oh, like post. There's no yeah. everything is resistant. Yeah. to kind of change. It's yeah. like, and that's so difficult. Yeah, and I remember on that post, my um. One of my dance teachers at drama school, she commented Aww. saying, oh my God, this really like resonates with me because I look at photos when I was your dance teacher Aww. and now she's got like three kids and she was like, of course I'm not going to look the same. I have three kids. You yeah, know, I'm not, yeah. I'm not a dance teacher anymore. 
Um, so yeah, I think we did. We're so hard on ourselves, and it's like sure. life changes. We change. It's, it's, it's we have this idea that our body should stay the same, like should be the same from when we're twenty years old. And right, we're going to stay the same yeah. way. But it's like that's not. It's not reasonable. It's not realistic. It's not realistic at all. Um, it's not helpful. We need to be okay that our bodies are going to change. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and when I think back as well to when I was my smallest, mm-hmm. like yeah. my mental state during that time, if I, I couldn't live that way now, I couldn't control oh, yeah. my portions that strictly, yeah. or count calories, or do all these things that just would take yeah. up all of my mental space in my day. Like I have a business to run, I don't have time to just think yeah. all day about food. Yeah. For sure. And I do say to people, I'm like, and obviously it's not this simple, but a lot of the time I say to people, you do have a choice. Yeah. Um, and you, you sometimes you have to make a choice. And um, if I kind of do like a life will with someone, it's about looking at all the aspects of their life and actually thinking about, you know, what are you going to sacrifice to mm-hmm. have this body? What are you willing to sacrifice mm-hmm. to be restricting all of these things? Like, what are you going to miss out on life mm-hmm. for? for looking a certain way mm-hmm. and for kind of carrying on with these behaviours. So actually when you look at it in a wider spectrum and realise how much it may have taken from you and your happiness and your relationships, yeah. then it really starts to hit home as to the idea that if your mental health isn't, you know, um, feeling its wellest, for example, then that's a really big sign mm-hmm. that no matter how healthy, you know, sarcastic being you being then yeah. really that's not worth it no yeah because otherwise you're just never going to be truly happy anyway yeah 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 so let's talk about social media so i feel uh, like social media obviously plays a huge role especially for most you know women maybe between like however young now up to 40 or whatever yeah. probably older women too like yeah. we're following you know celebrities models influencers and I feel like cult, like curating my social media feed has been hu- a hugely positive step for me and it's a really practical thing that's within your control to do. So Absolutely. how badly do you think social media plays a part in diet culture and food shaming and almost encouraging like disordered eating really? right now? <laughs> you start. Um, so yeah, obviously it's ridiculous. Um, it plays such a huge part in diet culture um the thing with online now is that everyone has a voice everyone has an opinion and we we can hear everyone's opinion whereas back in the day that wasn't the case i wouldn't have coped back in the day yeah what that was now with the problems i had yeah absolutely not um and i think it is so important to uh censor what you're seeing um and for a while i've just had the people that i follow you know i know they're all good people good brands and i know that well i'm not going to have any posts come up that's going to suggest um skinny tea or anything like that because i've just absolutely unfolded anyone yeah you've diversified and curated your feed my feed yeah so when i go on it is nothing but pretty much positivity unless i go on the explore page and then it's like oh no yeah <laughs> completely i think I kind of I have like two kind of sides of it and I like obviously sometimes I really really like it other days I'm like 
give me yeah, strength. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a few things when it comes to social media. To an extent, you do have to take responsibility because if you choose to be on there, you are going to get things. And this is where, um, and we can go on to talk about this a bit more later. For example, don't get me wrong, it is not helpful to have a feed just full of half-naked photos of bikini bodies. No. That is not helpful, especially if their bodies are all the same and not diversified. Yeah. However, we do all have a choice. And we do all have a responsibility to, unfortunately, we have to be more mindful these days. You know, we've got no choice but to take that responsibility because we are bombarded with it. And a lot of work I do with my clients is unfollowing, limiting social media time Mm -hmm. because those things are always going to be there. So I'm more focused on the idea of building up your resilience to social media whilst actually, and this is what, again, what we really want to do with Beyond Body Confidence is actually sharing and kind of helping people understand how to be more responsible mm-hmm. and you know what I have learned so so much since starting my social media and I am still learning so god please don't take this as that we think our accounts are perfect or anything yeah, like that yeah. like, absolutely not but it's not only the the user that has to take responsibility but those who are posting like you need to take responsibility for what you're sharing yeah and if you have a message and you're trying to be congruent and say that you're body confident and that you respect your bodies and then you're posting a weight loss thing yeah. I'm sorry you need to take a step back and yeah. actually look at the hypocrisy in what you're doing mm-hmm. and that really really miffs me <laughs> yeah we get we send a lot of screenshots of stuff to each other where we're like, it's, ah. it's horrible and I see the impact of that in my clinic and in school yeah and it's not that hard I don't think to, to just stay true to your values and who mm. you are and just be congruent you know yeah, it's such a shame as well because some people I come across, I just think like their account looks great, like they might be sharing loads of great workouts and then I go into their caption and I see that they literally, maybe they be compete in bikini competitions or whatever else, but they literally track their weight like in every single post oh, yeah. and I'm just like, I'm sorry I, I can't follow you now, <laughs> I can't be seeing that every single day, it's exhausting the posts where you know when they've got the weight numbers even when it's meant to be like a good thing yeah yeah I mean we're just we're not about um like even before and after after photos we just don't I don't see the how they're helpful yeah but the reason why is I think you explained this really well because what it can make someone feel to look at that yeah so so a lot of the times for me I'll look at the before and I'm like oh that's like about my well or even like, like I've never looked like that so yeah and then why like, are you saying that's bad yeah so they make out that, like before and now I'm so happy that I've lost a stone and I'm like oh but I look like you're before does that mean that I'm not supposed exactly. to be happy <laughs> and I think you know it's it's so hard because I completely respect and understand that we all have different opinions different backgrounds yeah but I don't think anyone could shy away from the fact that at the moment there is a lot of sharing of bodies food and all of these things which are going to cause comparisons yeah so it's a bit of a double-edged sword. I think diversify your feed, take responsibility, but also if you're a content curator out there, do take a step back and think maybe, I always think, what did you need to see when you were younger? Mm-hmm. And if your posting would have not helped you when you were mm-hmm. younger, maybe have a reframe. Yeah. And also, like when we say diversify your feed, actually do that because I feel like when people say that, oh my God, they yeah. actually don't do it. But I'm like, we're white, um, blonde socially accepted yeah. women yeah. so like I have quite a lot of like fat black women because it's like I want to diversify they share a lot of things that educate me Absolutely. about what they're going through and it opens my eyes to things Absolutely. Um, 
you know, that's what we. So mean. we mean literally go and follow different accounts. Yeah, from and, all walks. Yeah, of life. and like I, I have, I follow a couple like activist accounts. Yeah, they're really cool. I follow these two. Florence Given, um, she started the uh, petition against that Netflix show Insatiable. She started that, mm. and she's a really cool artist, and she oh, brings up same. really cool topics. And also, um, Scandinavian Dream Girl, I think, is her oh, cool. tag. She's a quite a cool um, <laughs> activist. She's very out there. I don't think a lot of people like her, but it just opens my eyes to things. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree. I love following a, just a diverse range of. We're not seeing these people in the in the media like the massively yeah. represented disabled people, black people, like women of color. So, yeah, that, and that's what body positivity as a movement is, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Body positive movement was started by... As a political movement. As a political movement by fat, marginalised... Bodied women. Bodied women of colour. And now, unfortunately, and this is this is something we're really passionate about because, you know, Abby and I really advocate for and want to make Beyond Body Confidence a complete body positive safe zone, yeah. which means that on our Instagram page and at all our events, we are, we promise that we're going to be delivering different groups of women yeah. of different sizes, colours. But we also completely appreciate that ourselves, we don't represent that movement in terms of what it embodies no, exactly. as a body. Yeah, so that's why like on my Instagram bio, I have like um, self-love and body confidence because I... I'm, it's not my place to say that I'm body positive because you know that's that that's movement wasn't body. for me. Yes. wasn't for me. So, but, but we're seeing a lot of this crossover. We're seeing a lot of people not realizing that the difference of body confidence and body positivity, and I, it yeah. is like quite frustrating. And I think it's you know for those women who it was started for, it's it's kind of you know whitewashing what what they've tried to do yeah, exactly. and, I think, and again we're not blaming I've only learned this I'm pretty sure I used to put loads yeah. of hashtags saying I yeah. am body positive but it's more that I advocate for that movement yes as opposed to me being an embodiment yeah. of what that looks like yeah. and I just think for anyone listening out there um just just have a think about that mm-hmm. yeah yeah and it goes back to the conversation we had at the start which is you are not your body like you you can you can love your body you can accept your body you can whatever but you are not your body you are like your soul and how you make other people feel and who you are way more than that that. and I think that's why we've said beyond body confidence and you know in my work with people the terms that I most refer to and that I'm personally comfortable with is body acceptance and body neutrality because that for me was my journey really was actually what really helped me recover was taking the importance and the focus off my body yeah which is a really really amazing place to get to because Mm. it means I have respect for it it means I can appreciate how it looks but I appreciate way more what it can do for me you know who I am as a person Mm. and all of that thing all of that stuff yeah yeah I'd love to hear as well like how I'd love feedback on the podcast as well because I feel like I'm really um I'm really fussy with who I get on yeah I I made a conscious decision when I started the podcast that this is not a space for diet chat or these that's so good that's it's good that you're picky though (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, and you know I have had people on in the past and they've mentioned things and I just think oh I don't know whether I should keep that in so just like moving forward I'd love yeah, I, sure. I love following guys like you because it helps me, like you say, be conscious of what I'm sharing too. 
So before we move into the quick round questions, I just wanted to ask your guys' um, opinion and tips for anyone like myself who is trying to spread this message, trying to also protect themselves and like their own mental health when it comes to body confidence and diet culture. Yeah. Because I often find it, I hate to say this word, but I often do feel like quote unquote triggered when I'm around people who aren't well around food. Yeah. And I just wanted to know like how you toe the line between trying to spread the love and like share that message with the world but also protecting yourselves. God, that's such a good question. Um, Probably really different for both of us. Yeah. Um well more recently for me when it comes to the the whole diet culture chat that we find within our families, within when we go to get our nails done, like all those little things, I am starting to speak out more. Um, Mm. And I know that not a lot of people feel confident in that. Um, I think it's more if you do your kind of research around it, you'll feel a bit more confident talking about it. Um, So I feel like now... And a few practice rounds. And a few practice rounds, yeah. Um, So, and I just feel like I want to talk about it because I want them to know that they don't need to think that way. Yeah. Um, And then maybe they'll tell a friend sort of thing even yeah. like at a recent event I spoke about diet culture and someone um went to Slim, Slim and World and she was like what you said totally makes sense I'm going to quit Slim and World and then she has quit Slim and World and she's got her mum on board as well mm. to quit diet culture and I'm like yes like that's that's great so it's just kind of like passing it on but yeah um starting to speak out and kind of call people out and I know that's a bit difficult for some people but even yeah. family members I'm confident enough to be like you can do it gently oh my god yeah you don't have to be angry about it but just be like <laughs> ah. yeah <laughs> I just feel like oh oh you know like when you say that that's actually like quite fat phobic and you know blah 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 blah, yeah, blah. For sure. um I'm finding that I'm doing that recently and it's making me feel like I'm part of the change <laughs> by yeah. doing that no I completely I completely agree everything Abby said um, I think for me to kind of um, start, I'm a really big believer and always have been in making sure your own cup is full before you fill anyone else's. Oh, yeah. So this is coming from obviously the fact that I've recovered from an eating disorder and I completely, I get so many questions, you know, from my family included, you know, is the work that you're doing, does it ever impact you? Does it trigger you? And mm. I can, you know, vouch for the fact that I would never, ever be doing this work if I wasn't in a place where I could. And that's why, you know, my eating disorder was... It's over 12 years ago now and there's a reason why I have taken such a long time and you know kind of gone into slightly different careers at the start of kind of my work journey and things like that because I do also think you know you need to build yourself up to a point where you can manage these things Mm -hmm. so I guess if you're not at a point where you can maybe advocate for it or speak up about it you can eject yourself from conversations yeah situations and people who um, kind of embody that message. So I think this yeah. is like a nice first step yeah. um, to hopefully get you more confident about these things and then hopefully you can speak up. But for example, if you're having a conversation with someone and all they're talking about is dieting, you have the right to change that conversation yeah. or just leave the room. Leave the room, Like yeah. you do. And I know, I appreciate that that's uncomfortable, but I want you to think about your health and your yeah. mental health here. And like, this is not good for me to hear this, Absolutely. so I'm going to leave. And the same with your friends, with your social circle, your work circles, mm-hmm. what you read, what you listen to, all of these parts of your life. And like, write it all down, like right where you feel like it's infiltrating into your life and think about where you can strip back, you know, 
my honestly like obviously Abby included like most of my like really good like best friends are those who have you know genuinely the best relationships with their bodies and food Mm. and like it's only something I've really reflected on recently and I think there's a reason for that because Mm. I gravitate towards those people because that feels good for me so you've kind of got to think like that for yourself as well yeah I feel like I've just had a therapy session (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. I, I completely like I feel like I gravitate towards people who are like intuitive eaters or are just really like well and relaxed and relaxed I think relaxed around food absolutely and I say that to one of my good friends and she's like that's the most that's the best compliment you could ever have given me (laughs) yeah I remember posting on Instagram a few months ago um a picture of me eating a donut and the caption was like basically just just eat the fucking donut life's too short (laughs) and I remember um, one of my, like, real-life friends who isn't in the blogging (laughs) Instagram world. Yeah. She said to me, like, I saw that the other day, and I, like, had dessert that night, and it made me, me, like, not feel guilty about it. And I was just like, okay, it's worth sharing. (laughs) We need to normalise it. As I always say, and I promise I'm not being, like, mean, but um, we've got enough people laughing into their salads. You know, like we do need to show more pictures of the fact that we all eat a diverse range of foods. Yeah. And that not all good foods are green. Yeah. Some of them pink. Yeah. (laughs) Like donuts. Yeah. With hundreds and thousands on. Yeah. (laughs) The butterscotch cream inside. Mm, (laughs) Donut time in London, it was. Yeah. That's what we just there the other day. That's basically going to be our Instagram feed. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking confidence. Okay. so let's move into the quick round questions I ask every guest at the end of the podcast so put yourself first is all about empowering women to put themselves first and with that being said the first question is what's your go-to self-care ritual after a long day um get the pajamas on put the hair up in a bun get the makeup off cup of tea biscuits watch telly all of that um but I have a dog Belle probably people listening know who she is I share her a lot um just actually for me it's like having a conversation like with it whether it's with my partner or or Belle or a friend (laughs) and actually like like debriefing my day a little bit really helps because I'm working with a lot of people one-to-one it's really nice to just Mm. like have a little bit of like reflecting of me time um usually does require like um I might do something active in the evening like walking my dog or I might just relax slob out watch Netflix yeah and just totally switch off from things and I definitely limit my social media time in the evening um and try and switch it off a couple of hours before I go to bed amazing second question is what's challenging you to leave your comfort zone recently um what have I done um should I go first if you're what you think I think for me it's being a bit bolder and going like going after things a bit more. So I think, you know, putting Beyond Body Confidence together and actually being really brave and open about all the things we want to do with it, Mm -hmm. it's definitely like a bit of a brave space to be in. And I do like a brave space, unsafe space, safe space when I with my clients. And I feel like I'm in brave space at the moment, Mm -hmm. just um, kind of cultivating something alongside the feeling well side of things, which is a bit more creative, a bit more bold out there. Mm -hmm. Um, So super exciting, but definitely, you know, getting out there a bit more. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, for me, I think it's um, to do with kind of like my recent weight gain is just mm. kind of like accepting that. So like I've um, uh, cleared out my wardrobe and I've put all the clothes that don't fit me anymore in the pile to go do carpet sale. Oh. So like, because I think that... I, someone said that's a part of diet culture as well is having clothes oh, in your absolutely. wardrobe and saying and there are two sizes too small that are still in your wardrobe why do you know what I mean yeah. that's a big thing so, so I had that clear right so all the clothes Amazing. fit me now as I am now because this is how I am now yeah um and accepting that and I recently had to do an underwear shoot and I just it was good to do that with my in your current body my current yeah. body yeah lovely I love it Will we get to see the pictures? I want to know. <laughs> yes, we will. All coming soon to my Instagram yes, feed. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> just looking into my fridge and my underwear, which is just great. Looking for applesauce. Absolute goals. <laughs> <laughs> Third question is, what are your goals for the next six to 12 months? So this could be like oh. your personal goals or what your goals are with Beyond Body Confidence. Um... I'm like, oh, so ready. <laughs> yeah, we have like, well, obviously this big, big one is um to fully launch uh, Beyond Body yeah, Confidence. and we've got a massive launch event. We've got a launch event coming in so well, excited next uh, beginning of next year. Yeah. Um, obviously we'll we'll launch the tickets and all that um probably like soon. Um, Bell's here just in <laughs> case if you hear a little doggy. Um. Yeah, so everything to do with that. Um, yeah. We've got ideas of even more events and everything. So we're going to be putting a lot of time into that. Um, for me, um, to continue um, what I'm doing with my um, influencer work and with modelling, um, I want to become more uh, financially independent. Uh, that's going to be a big thing for me over the next while. Um, yeah. Yeah, so everything again the same with, with Beyond Body Confidence. And I think just... We really want to keep the momentum going. We want this to be, you know, probably something that we dedicate quite a lot of time to. And lots, we have so many cool ideas. So yeah. we're really, really excited. Um, for me, with feeling well, I think doing more kind of workshoppy kind of events um, outside of my one-to-one -one clients because obviously I, it's more accessible for people. And I think more work for kind of parents um, and, and people that mm. perhaps actually need to hear it from that kind of side of things. And <laughs> for me personally to get more of a work-life balance so looking after myself more maybe going away a little bit more getting out of London because I feel amazing when I'm out of London so um yeah like lots of work but also lots of downtime for me I love it so you mentioned before re like some books and resources that you'd recommend so do you want to put those in here because I always ask people what their favorite resources yeah so three books that I always suggest um is Body Positive Power by Megan yeah. Crabb, aka Body Posy Panda. She's amazing to follow on we, Instagram. We as just well. yes. we just went to her first event, um, Never Say Diet Club. So amazing! It was so good. Oh my so god! You have to go to the next one if you're yeah. listening. Um, the next one is Health at Every Size by Linda Bacon. Yeah. Um, and the third is Intuitive Eating by. Evelyn, I always forget this too. Evelyn Trebold. Um, Type it in, it'll come up. And um, yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> For me, I think it's more podcast based. Um, I'm a big reader as well, but I read a lot of fiction. But the other, the another book by Linda Bacon, um, which is Body Respect, oh, yeah, Body Respect. it's the newest one because I think it will again give you like um 
I think for a lot of people, it might just be a little bit easier to digest. Yeah. Um, but there are so many incredible podcasts out there at the moment. And some of my favorites are someone called Paige Smathers. Oh, yeah. Um, she is um, an American dietitian. But she is just, for me, one of the most gentle kind of anti-diet um, activate, activist dietitians out there. And she has so many topics all about body image, food, relationship with food, self-worth. Mm-hmm. Um, Laura Thomas's Don't Stop My Game is also great yeah really good she's had some really good guests on recently yes um, oh, I'm just trying to there's so many and now I'm finding it really hard to think I know I think um, oh is Nutrition Matters Page Smathers yeah okay sorry um, I mean that's quite a few I'm just trying to think if there are other books like there is so much out there's there so at the many moment. good books yeah um, I mean yeah those are just the top ones that come to the top of my head yeah if we can think of any we'll give them to you and you can put them in the show notes yeah cool do you guys have have any like body neutrality um, fitness people to recommend? Obviously, Tally. Tally's been on the podcast as well, and oh. Tally had a great like we had a great chat about oh. how the fitness industry can change Defo. to embrace yeah. confidence more. Also, um, the Fit Coach, which is it's oh, yeah, spelled so Fit with a P H I T. It's a male. Um, and he is great. He's really um, good, yeah. Go and give him a follow. He is like so forward thinking yeah. with everything. And actually, despite the fact that he's a personal trainer, his pay- his page is so informative. Yeah. Um, and very neutral about all of them topics. Amazing. And I, I'm just going to throw in um, Alice Living as well. I love her. I feel like she knows the stuff, but she never talks about weight. She never talks about weight loss or fat loss or it's just like good workouts. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. And she's really like into um, the science, her, her, and the science yeah, her, yeah like, her, which is really cool. The courses she goes on, she's like really passionate about um, training in the right way, which is really good. Yeah, there are so many people out there. I really wish I could think of more now. Um, and obviously, you can find uh, me at Feeling Well on Instagram. I have a website, and I'm hoping this year to upload a lot more blogs and informative resources. So keep an eye out for that. Yeah, definitely. But there isn't really many within the fitness industry. I don't think. No, like I. Can't like I actually really can't think, think of anymore. That's obviously there's like there's people who are, tr- are trying to be better, um, which is good. Um, but I think people within the fitness industry have a, have a long way to come because I still see just just shit really like you know yeah. talks of still wanting to be slimmer. It's just like the same old. Still wanting to eat healthier, which means yeah. restriction. Um, yeah. Yeah, I know, it's it's exhausting. It's hard to find good fitness accounts, so that's why I, I asked anyway. My friend Vicky as well, I'll put her Instagram in the show notes because she's a body confidence PT too. Oh, so, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Think, no, 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 it's, um, what's oh. her last name? Vicky Mallard. Yes, oh, cool. I, I know. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And there yeah. are so many more, so we'll give you some more that we can think of for the show notes. Yeah. We didn't prepare that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. There are fine. So many that we love. I know, I know. Yeah. No, it's all good. We've got loads for people to dig into anyway. So, yeah, I will have all your guys' um, links in the show notes too, but for anyone listening who just wants to quickly search you on the phone, shout yourself out. Um, Yeah, so I'm just under Curvy Living. Feeling well, and again, just because the spelling's a bit funny, P-H-E-L-A-N, and then just normal spelling of well. Amazing. And Beyond Body Confidence will be in the show. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's check out. Yay. So exciting. Thank you so much for listening to Put Yourself First. If you enjoyed it or you have any feedback, 
I would love you to leave me a rating and review wherever you're listening to this. And if you'd like to reach out to me on social media to let me know you enjoyed it or just have a chat and say hi, I'm at cat underscore horrocks on Twitter and Instagram. And if you're feeling extra kind, share this on to a friend who you know needs to hear this one too.